was working late on my half Torah when I heard a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it up and to my surprise, there was a werewolf standing there with glowing gold eyes. He said, Tomorrow, my son, you will be a man. But tonight's the time to join the Wolfen clan. Tomorrow, you will stand at the Beamer and pray. But tonight, let's gaze at the moon and bay. Mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys be coming in, men be coming wolf. Werewolf for Mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys be coming in, men be coming wolf. Alright, that was, that was great, Trey, okay. It's so, open, that's a wrap. The Witch is a 2015 horror movie that was, uh, started off fairly indie, uh, not super wide release. It got a lot of press. I remember hearing a ton about it from uh, anybody who went to like festivals or whatnot. They were like, oh my god, we saw this movie, The Witch. It was amazing. It was so atmospheric. And so that was one of the big things about this movie. The big selling point was this is a horror movie that doesn't do jump scares at all, but it's super atmospheric and it... It uses a creepy world to set you on edge. I saw at least two jump scares. Uh, I can only think of one. I can think of two. There's there's uh, the one where the woman spins around while she's eating the side of the goat. Yeah. And then there is the one where the dude gets the uh, dad gets attacked by the goat because he's out there yelling at the daughter, and all of a sudden he just goes wink, zinging off to the to the side of the frame. Oh, that's be- true. Before he did it's get revealed. Goated. Yeah, he gets goaded up real good. So it's got jump scares in it, just like any other friggin' horror movie. I'm going to go ahead and say this. I feel like this thing's critical acclaim is entirely born of the fact that it's not found footage. <laughs> well, I mean, the only having like two jump scares, and honestly, the goat one isn't even particularly like, oh my god, jump scare. It's just sort of like, oops. Uh, and a grand total, given my count, because I was doing a count throughout the course of this movie. Did you actually keep count? I Because I stopped caring after like four. I got to seven. All right. There are seven points in this movie where they do that slow music buildup thing. You know, where like, it's a little, there's a violin playing, and then the violin just plays one note. And then that note gets looped on the soundtrack and just keeps getting louder and louder because it's supposed to ratchet up tension. But the characters are still talking. So there's like two people speaking in very, very old New England accents, like, you know, yeah, lady, I say to thee, blah, 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 blah. And then just this note in the background going, And then just picture of the forest, turn off the sound, we're good, everything's set, nothing scary is going to happen, we're just trying to scare you with this note. Yeah, I feel like most of the people who are saying, oh man, it's so atmospheric, I'm like, you have mistaken the tension music for atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, anytime they even go into the woods that should be creepy, it's mostly just like, yeah, that's forest, that certainly is. Admittedly, I'm going to go ahead and, and reverse course a little here and say that the atmosphere works. This movie is shot in New England, and they did a great job with location shooting and with picking the weather so that it was always gloomy, always oppressive and shitty. Yeah, but uh, I mean, that's that's not really horrific. I love that shit. I was like, man, that's a, that sounds great. I want to live out there where everything <laughs> sucks. 
Well, that's because we live in San Diego, man. We've actually gotten to the point where we're jaded about nice days. Oh, yeah, man. You get that sunshine, and you're just like, oh, God, again. Yeah. No, for that is for real. That is 100% our lives for real. Yes. We're, I was like talking to my friend from Portland the other day, and she was like, when would be the best time for you to visit me? And I was like, when is it the most rainy in Portland? Because I will come then. <laughs> I, I, w- I want difference. When when would the locals be like, oh man, this sucks. I want to go then. That's all I want. And then people are every time I go on vacation, people are like, oh, don't go to New York at this time of year. It's uh, it it's like rainy and shitty and it cold. It has weather. It is weather, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Is there a time when it doesn't, so I know to avoid that? <laughs> summer. Never go anywhere in the summer. It's true, unless you're already in San Diego, and then just stay there. I yeah, guess. Yeah, just stay in San Diego during the summer because you're like every place else is also sunny and warm. I may as well be in a place where it's sunny and warm but not too warm yeah where there's nice beaches and there's good mexican food yeah so all right but anyway yeah lots and lots of those atmospheric tension ratchet things that don't add up to much oh yeah it's always the first one that we really noticed when we were keeping the count was hilarious to me because it went on like it was a family guy joke like it just kept going normally when they do that like ratchet up the violins for tension it's maybe like five to ten seconds in order to get you to be like oh shit what's gonna happen and then they either jump scare or nothing happens Mm -hmm. and in this movie it's always nothing happens yeah the actual scary moments in this movie are not generally connected to the horror music soundtrack no they occur at different times the horror music soundtrack is just there to make you afraid of uh, uh, bucolic woods yeah and then the but the first one went on for like a minute to a minute and a half and it just kept going and i'm like what is happening right now well i feel like the the director bless his heart was absolutely terrified that anyone might ever accidentally understand what the lead actor was saying (laughs) oh my god we start out in this movie with this lead actor being uh interviewed by a council of whatever the town they're in Mm -hmm. and they're like you need to get out of here and every time he responds i'm like what the fuck is happening here because it just sounds like yeah he sounds like tom waits talking into a fan every time he has a line and because it's all in that like old timey speak it sounds like andre the giant trying to do shakespeare is what it sounds it sounds like henry kissinger trying to do sylvester stallone (laughs) which if you've read my fanfic (laughs) two piles of loose carpet go at it (laughs) the name of my fanfic (laughs) Uh, he yeah, just, no. He just always like, and occasionally you can tell what he's saying. Like sometimes you'll be like, "Daughter, I did because we I go out in the woods." Jesus. Well, there's a point where he's crying, and I swear he goes straight up from sounding like Tom Waits talking into a ceiling fan into uh, like he gets a, a Ray Romano Kermit vibe going on, where he gets that kind of throat catch thing. He's like, I'm real sad about my family. <laughs> just, just, it's like his motor started. Like the whole time he's been failing to turn over all the way through the movie. And there he goes. Oh, now, there we are. Now he's got a nice, pleasant purr to him. <laughs> now that Kermit Mobile has Burn. started up. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Kermit. Kermit T. Frog here. I seem to have started my engine. I don't know, Bev. Maybe because you're a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) For a second, and then it's right back into gravel. Yeah, and then it just drops right back out. Yeah. Man, and trying to tell what anyone is saying is difficult just because of, A, the fact that they're all doing that, uh, like, 
old timey speak, but also have accents that are very thick. I think they're all actually British actors, I want to say. I mean, I know, the only person in this movie who's recognizable and only barely at that is the woman who plays the, uh, uh, I can't remember her name. She's the uh, Robin Aaron's mother from, from Game of Thrones. The woman who's crazy and feeds her, breastfeeds her son until he's 12, and then he has her pushed out of a hole in a, in a castle floor. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, that's that woman is in this movie as the mom. Good. Uh, something Dicky is her is her name. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um. So she's recognizable, and boy, is she barely in the movie until about halfway through because she spends a lot of time crying. Yeah. The movie outside of okay, everyone went and uh, they got thrown out of the village, so now they have to go make it on their own, and it just sort of has them go in this cart to the middle of nowhere. And they're like, here is where we shall build our homestead. And then smash cut to like an entire house is built and a barn and a stable and, and all this stuff. Yeah, they're out on the farm making creepy corn statues or something. I, I got the impression from that initial piece that the uh, that the town was insufficiently Christian for this guy. Yeah, he's like, you know, follow Jesus. I, I know how... Jesus would like things and you don't do it. It was my God-given right to star in the crucible and you've ripped it from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He sounds like... There's there's a YouTuber I know, like Rob Fee. He sounds exactly like this guy. Oh, nice. Well, fair enough. He, to me, he just sounds like a chainsaw developed sentience and picked up a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, that is exactly what happened. That's the conceit of this movie. <laughs> a witch gives a chainsaw sentience, and then it discovers Jesus. You know what? Sentient chainsaw movie? Not a bad idea for a horror film. <laughs> you know what? Go for it. Also, I'd like to see a, because uh, th this looks like it was set around the 1650s, I'd like to see a found footage horror movie taking place in that time. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Verily, I have pretty found a camera. This <laughs> camera obscura will allow me to capture the most images most horrific. <laughs> no. I must capture this. I must capture this so the people know. <laughs> Turns the camera on himself. Oh my, just over yonder, such terrible images. Oh, such frightful happenings. Oh, alchemy is afoot. <laughs> I fear a dreadful spirit has affected a physic. <laughs> God. Uh, so <laughs> so the the main tension then comes... When the eldest daughter is out with their baby. Yeah, she gets assigned to take the baby and play with it. Yeah, so she's playing peekaboo with a baby out in the field while everyone else is doing mm. some farming. They're making some creepy corn things. And after several peekaboo rounds, she does it again, and then lo and behold, she peeks a boo, and there is no baby. Nope, there's no peek to boo anymore. There's, there's no bows to peep. <laughs> them boos have been all peaked out so so the baby is gone we've reached peak boo and and like peak no baby and uh <laughs> so yeah so then family's all sad but we get a shot immediately of what happens to the baby like they don't make you wait for it oh no the I one thing oh i've already said a couple nice things about this movie the atmospheric score uh i'm sorry the atmosphere the score drove me nuts the atmosphere was kind of cool the but uh, also there's something cre creepy happening about once every twenty minutes. It's not you don't have to wait till the last five minutes for creepy shit to happen in this movie because it's not found footage. So there's something crazy happening pretty much on the regular. You don't get bored. 
Oh, no, I got bored. Well, no, you get real bored. Yeah, you get real bored. Never mind. <laughs> so uh, we then have a witch that we don't get to see, just sort of her hands and butt. like some some butt and some side boob. Some sort of, she's wearing some kind of truss on the bottom of her butt. I'm not sure what that was all about. Like but, she just had a rope swing stuck in her butt flaps. <laughs> well, you know, that happens sometimes. Well, it's just, that's her fetish. Don't judge. Yeah. Anyway, she, so, <laughs> so, she, yeah. she gets ready to mess with this baby's wiener. Man, that, I swear, I was like, wow, did she just kidnap this baby to do a circumcision? That's weird. Yeah, but anyway, we don't see exactly what happens. We see her messing with a baby, then she reaches for the baby's wiener, then a giant pair of rusty scissors appears from the side of the frame, and then we cut to her smearing goo all over herself. Yeah, she's got blood all over her, and you're like, oh, I guess guess it wasn't just like circumcision. I suppose she must have killed that baby up good. I think she just put him in a little baby squeezer, made some pate. Yeah, and just just rub that all over her. She got one of them OXO brand uh, baby squeezers down at the Ikea. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, wait, named Spyheart. This joke is terrible. They don't sell OXO brand things at Ikea. I'm so sorry, everybody. My verisimilitude is terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> she got the it worst. A, she got it in a crate and barrel. I'm going to try and salvage this. Hold, hold on. It was a Pier 1. It was a Pier 1, and she also got some flour that it... Like fifteen dollars of flour in a two dollar of flour bag. Yeah, and then uh, she also got some uh, throw pillows. A, a thing that you're supposed to use to keep muffins warm. Yeah. Real, and- why, why would you? Who need uh, Pier One? Pier One, man. Pier One. Bunch of those black and white long sticks you're supposed to put in a vase and then put them in a window. Yeah. Yeah, you oh, know, man. you know the ones. You know. Yeah. Some of them Jackson Pollock repros. This was a good trip for her. <laughs> yeah, man. Amazing. <laughs> got everything she needed. Bunch of Egypt-themed shit. <laughs> also, big gunk of baby, uh, big baby squeezer for squeezing out a baby. Yep. So, uh, gets all that baby juice, rubs it all over her, and I can only assume that this makes her young. Uh, I don't even know if it makes... Because, I mean, I think in the next shot, we meet a young witch. The next, No, not next shot, but the next time we see a witch, it's a young witch. So, presumably, it makes her young. But it could also just be one of the many, many witches that that, that uh, dominate the landscape. So like dozens of witches just all around. This For a this, movie called The Witch? England, man, New England, you are lousy with witches. Just and I get that. Far as the eye can see. I understand. You can't throw a stick in the woods without hitting a bunch of witches and getting turned into a toad on its count. <laughs> so, the uh, of course, the family is very sad about the loss of their baby. But we're not sad because everyone in this family is a dumb jackass. That is 100% accurate. So you've got the dad who we've gone over. We've got uh, Gravelface who loves to basically just talk about how much he loves Jesus and then be a dickbag. He's really, yeah, he's very, very Puritan. Yeah, he's very... Like, oh, I'm so pious. And then he's like, oh, also, I stole this thing, and I sold it so I could get some other stuff. Also, some of these kids probably aren't your moms. I don't know. Whatever. And the mom is super grievy all the time. She's 100% grievy, and she's very quick to blame her daughter for witchcraft. Like, pretty much right. That's that's what she does in this movie. She grieves, and then she blames her daughter for being a witch. The uh, the daughter herself is mostly just sort of put upon until the very end yeah she's she's the main character of the movie sort of yeah thomason thomason and she's uh a, she looks like a young mia wazakowska uh she is a, she is just sort of bland and put upon she's like a cinderella story in this movie yeah you've got the, the uh, her younger brother but still older than the youngest kids and the baby and well the baby's dead at this point 
that baby is just squeezins. That's just just uh, witch, that's witch he- juice. Heavy pulp. Yeah, <laughs> some baby pulp. squeezins. <laughs> the uh, New England style baby squeezins. <laughs> Try them with a lobster roll. Uh, so <laughs> the the brother who's just pervin on Thomason. Oh yeah, we get a lot of very unpleasant shots of of this fifteen year old girl's cleavage through her mighty array of pinafores. Yeah. And He's like, and he, oh, I, I may, might maybe see something there. Ooh, if ooh. I if I watch forever, those clothes will rot off her. She's <laughs> only wearing like fifteen pounds of clothes at any given time. Uh, so yeah, so he's kind of pervy, and but that's honestly that's like his worst quality is he's a little pervy and he's interested. He's got a curiosity about boobs. Yeah, uh, ultimately, I'd, fine. I'd say he's probably the nicest character in the movie. Probably. Yeah, you have. Then, of course, the worst characters in this movie. The Wonder Twins. The goddamn twins are the worst thing in this. Like, I have to wonder how they haven't been beaten to the point where they aren't doing this. But throughout the entire movie, they're just running around, like, yelling and singing songs about how this goat is talking to them. Yes, they're very interested in this goat that they have named Black Phillip. Yeah. Uh, it's a It's nice goat with some big old curvy goat horns and the the girl twin is convinced that she can talk to the goat and that the goat talks to her the boy twin is merely a mean little shit and they spend the whole movie uh skipping around instead of ever doing anything and never just, listening to anyone yeah and for some reason it seems to be the older daughter's fault that they don't do shit oh yeah like the two of them just run around and do dumb crap and the mom's like Thomason, why why didn't you stop these twins from being assholes? And you know, I would feel I feel like that could fly in most situations. Like I've, I'm the oldest brother in my family, and so I know I've gotten in trouble from my younger brother doing shit when I wasn't when theoretically he was under my watch or whatever. But uh, now, this... I'm the youngest. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but... youngest represent no trouble. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, the. But, you know, eventually in a family like this one where the dad's like some sort of fire and brimstone hit you till you're Christian type preacher man. Oh, yeah. You feel like he's not going to let his twins act like that. No, that's why I was like, that's real weird. Like, if you're one of those people that got thrown out of a Puritan town because you were too Christian, at that point, you're like, no. If you have some child who's like, I talked to this goat and then I never listened to you, you're like, well, time to get some reeds out and beat the devil out of you. First thing we're going to do here, kill that goat. Second thing, we're going to hit you a bunch. Yeah, I'm like, okay, sure, whatever, fine. Uh, but we need that for the movie to make sense. Yeah, so the the dad ends up selling the mother's silver cup that was her dad's. Yes, her father's silver cup. Get used to hearing that mentioned. And uh, he buys a gun with it? Yes, he buys a gun because he is firmly of the conviction that they will not be able to farm their way through winter because of the corn blight. Because this movie is very lemony snickety. Like, it's just, uh, the whole family, they just sit around going, uh, it appears as though three of our sheep have died and our fish has the dropsy. Yeah, and they're like, but this is the Lord's plan. We'll do what the Lord says. (laughs) (laughs) So, just if they didn't have a whole bunch of witches out in the woods, they'd eventually just die of being... I don't know, unlucky, slashed with incompetent. Yeah, pretty much. Incompetent. Uncompetent. It's an uncompetent way to say that word. <laughs> they're just, they're, <sighs> so this movie would be almost creepier if it didn't have witches and magic in it. Pretty if it much. Was just, if it was just called like, Six Idiots Die in the Woods. Just, 
They can't farm. Well, I'm pretty sure that's the new Blair Witch movie. <laughs> no, that one's got horror crap in it, too. <laughs> I just Six people go out in the woods to forge a new life for themselves, and they can't. The movie. We could call it, like, the Roanoke story or something. Yeah, the uh, so they go try and use this gun that he has bought. Neither of the father or the son know how to use this gun. They find a rabbit out in the forest, attempt to shoot it, and... Wouldn't you know it, they fucked themselves right on up. Uh, yeah, this, in, in a scene that is more or less amazing. First, the dog does an amazing job. They have a dog. Yeah. And the dog does an amazing job of pointing at a rabbit, but neither chasing the rabbit away nor trying to get the rabbit or anything. Yeah. He just barks twice and then noses at the rabbit. So this dog is this dog's on good mode. Oh, yeah. That dog is on point. He so, is good dog. So the son runs over and gives his father the gun. The father takes the gun, puts the little, it's a, I forget what you call those, the flint lock or something, the type where you have to light a fuse and attach it to the gun. Yeah, it's those matchstick guns. Yeah, yeah, match light. Some match light. Uh, it's match light, like charcoal. Yeah. So, uh, so the father takes the it's, gun. Uh, it's one of those Kingsford guns. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, t- takes the gun, <laughs> lights the fuse on it, and then bonks himself in the face with it. Yeah, good job. To which yeah. the rabbit responds by just kind of sauntering away. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to think the rabbit is a witch. Maybe. I, I feel like the rabbit's just yet another witch out in the woods. Probably. This one's just using rabbit form to make people angry. Yeah, because the rabbit shows up a couple times when, like... Creepy things are cre- afoot. Like, people are like, oh, something's all happening, and then there's some rabbit in the background like, I'm a rabbit. <laughs> My constancy is all kinds of sophist. Oh, rabbit. It's weird to me because I understand the whole goat thing. That's fine. That's very satanic. And but the the uh the rabbit thing, I look at and I go, "Man, I don't understand what this is supposed to symbolize." Uh rabbits. Oh yeah, rabbits. I get it now. Yeah. It's supposed to symbolize Easter. <laughs> anyway, uh the two of them return to the house um without anything to show for it. They have no rabbit. Yeah. They have and- at this point, the mother notices the cup is gone and starts blaming the daughter because that's the mother's go-to is to blame the daughter for everything since the child went missing under her care. Yes, yes. You, they, uh, they basically assume that a wolf took the baby, but they still think that's Thomason's fault. Yeah. Uh, especially the mom. The mom is very, very... Un- she's never going to forgive Thomason. Oh, yeah. She's like, well, maybe a wolf took my silver cup then. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe shut up. <laughs> Maybe that, that maybe that girl's sister just died, or brother, or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's let's try being nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, the father, for whatever reason, is unwilling to reveal that he took the cup. Yeah, uh, he's he's not willing to do that because he's he's afraid. He, he sees how mad this woman is at the at his daughter, and he's like, "Well, I don't need any of that, so I'm just gonna <laughs> let the I'm just gonna let this ride." Oh, wait a minute! No one is pointing anything at me. Yeah, the perfect crime. <laughs> All I had to do was steal that cup, and then I could bonk myself in the face with a rifle butt. And Finally. no one's the wiser. Man, so this movie just keeps going on with the mother being kind of crazy. And so then the son's like, all right, uh, I'm going to go into the woods. We're going to try and find some food, I guess. We'll check these traps that we set. Well, I think you're skipping a step, because we also have the scene where the... Uh, the the little girl the, the the female twin shows up by the river oh yeah that happened like way before this well this is this is an important scene though the first it's one of our two scenes we get where the boy is uh Caleb I believe is checking out his sister's sweet sweet rack 
Sweet, sweet nothing. Yeah, sweet, no, not rack, no rack at all. She's like 14. We aren't going to judge her on boob size. It's just weird that we have no, to. No, that's why I'm like, man, it's weird that you're like, oh, I got to check that out. I'm like, there is nothing to check. What are you doing? Well, it's the closest he's got. I mean, he lives in the woods with, with no one that he isn't related to. I know. His, but... his life is tough. I'm pretty sure he jerks it to clouds. <laughs> Do you not? <laughs> well, I mean, if I don't have a source, then, then yeah, for hot clouds. Yeah, I go to Norm- the cloud and then jerk it. <laughs> Normally, I get by with a humidifier that I just watch that, that little steam trail coming out See, of there. See, which that is gets... weird, because normally I get by with a little help from my friends. Ah. Uh, anyway, the the twin sister shows up, and she's like, I'm the black witch of the woods, I am. Oh, I took the baby, and I'm evil. Oh, cast a spell on you, I will. What? what? Sell you a scuffed kipper for a penny, I will. <laughs> Uh, and of course, Thomason's like, oh my God, you annoying small child. You are supposed to be back at home. Go home. I'm going to get in trouble because you are out here. Go away. And the kid's just like, no, I'm a witch. Wee. And she's like, okay, you know what? No, I'm a witch. You know that? Uh, I'm going to fucking sacrifice you just like I did the baby. Yeah. I'm going to eat you your a, soul. going to put you in a baby squeezer and then use that sque- those squeezins to make a truffle pate. <laughs> going to make some upscale mac and cheese. Aw, yeah. I'm going to sell this to hipsters. Got to find me some lobsters, maybe some aioli, and we'll be good to go. Then, uh, so the the small kid freaks out and is like, witch. Like, yeah. And Kay. then Thomason's like, look, uh, younger brother, go tell my pa- go tell the parents that I was just a mean piece of shit. Okay, just go get that done because I don't care because they're never gonna forgive me anyway. Yeah, let's just get me everyone but me in trouble, and I'm gonna keep doing what I have to do, which is washing my dad's clothes because he fell down. Yes, he fell down because those kid, the two little twins, were fucking with that goat again, and he had to go put the goat back in its pen. They had let the goat out so they could sing its songs and chase it around. Yes, and he fell down when he was trying to put the goat back in its pen. Yep, there you go. Now we get to the point where Caleb decides to take the horse, but this is after he, he does this really early in the morning and to get away from the family because the family, uh, the mom and dad, after checking to see if any of the kids are asleep by, by just saying their names out loud. Which is the best way to figure out if someone is actually asleep. Just go, hey, you asleep? Well, they didn't answer. They're, Guess it's time to talk about it. They're them. definitely asleep. I can certainly talk behind their back. Yep. So the uh, the father in this bed conversation with his with his crazy wife is like, like, uh, hey, I don't know who stole your silver cup. I just know it wasn't the daughter. You should you should quit blaming her. You should just leave her be. Anyway, I'm going to go to town, and I'll get us some corn or a doctor or, I don't some know. doctor corner. Maybe some more, like, quoits or whatever it is that we do. <laughs> I'll get some petticoats. <laughs> I'll head down to the junction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, get and us so- some conjunctions. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. the son hears this, and he's like, well, I'm going to beat them to it. I'll go out in the woods and find food, and then they won't be mad at anybody. And the daughter, black, the uh, Thomason, blackmails her way into going. Yeah, she's like, well, take me too. So they go out into the woods, and then they get scared by a rabbit, and the horse runs away. Yeah, and I honestly couldn't even parse this scene. I don't know why they got separated the way they did or why anything ran away, but... There was a rabbit, and it scared the horse, and the horse ran away, and the boy heard a noise, and he went for it with he went for the noise with his gun, and then he got lost, and the girl got bucked off the horse, uh, and she woke up in the ground. The horse was gone forever, 
and the boy stumbled to a cottage in the woods. Yes, and it was made of gingerbread. No, it wasn't. It was just a cottage, yeah. although it did have a buxom witch up in it. Yeah, and that buxom witch was like, hey, little boy, you like damn titties? You want to watch me walk in slow motion for like three minutes while someone plays one note on a viola? I bet you do. And then she kisses him and then and then scene. Yeah. And uh, By the way, she's the only witch in the movie that wears clothes, which is a shame because she's the only hot witch in the movie. Yep. That's why, movie. Come on, movie. You made me look at two really, really old ladies, but but the one <laughs> the one one sexy babe. Sexy witches. And she's wearing like four aprons over a full dress. Yay! So, uh, so yeah, we get that, and then of course Thomason is going to be blamed for this as well. Yeah, so she is blamed for this as well. Uh, the, at this point, they aren't sure what the hell happened. They just know that she's in trouble. Boy, howdy! Now one child's gone missing with her, and now a second one's gone missing with her, and oh, you, you. And they, they they all sit down for their dumb dinner of cracked bread, and then and then uh, the, the sheep or the sheep or goats or something are acting up, and the mom sends Thomason out there even though it's raining real hard because she hates Thomason, she hates her to hell. Oh, yeah, she's like, oh, you didn't bed them goats down before dinner? How dare you! So she sends her out there for what appears to be just to send her out there to pet the goats because she's just out there petting goats, and then she hears some scary noises. And she looks, and wouldn't you know it, there's ta- there's Caleb. Caleb naked. Naked. He's naked and pale and bleeding. Yep. Just like, like I am right now. <laughs> Got you on that mansies? Yep. Yeah. Is it that time of the month? <laughs> what if we decide where the men terms for... Oh, mess- yeah. <laughs> if if men had the uh, the mansies, then it would be... Uh, it'd be making ba- toilet wine. Making baby primavera. Yeah, baby primavera. <laughs> And uh, the giant air quotes just indicate that you're not so fresh because your vagina is bleeding. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, he's out there all bloody and gross. And so they bring him in the house. And uh, yeah, this is when the twins decide it's time to just be super huge assholes and be like, oh, it's Thomason. Thomason's a witch. She witched him up good. And this is amazing to me that the, the two eight-year-old jerks who have done nothing that anyone res- would respect ever in their entire lives, I, I, I can't imagine they've ever done one respectable thing. Yeah. They spend all their time skipping, singing dumb songs about King George, and chasing a goat around in the backyard. The rest of the family has to, like, farm and find food and not die and shit. And these two are just like, la, 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 we decided as witches, blah, blah, blah. And, and... Then they're like, she's a witch, I says. And and they uh, both parents are like, wait, are you sure? Hang on, hang on, let me, don't, no, everyone else shut up. A seven-year-old is saying something stupid. Everyone, <laughs> hang on, no, relax. Okay, okay, dumb little twin who I've never listened to before and never will again. What did you just say? I'm very interested in it. I said she's a witch, she is. Oh, I've seen her dancing naked in the moonlight, I have. Tell you what, what? <laughs> Chimney sweep, Bob's your uncle. Tuppins for a clean. I support Manchester United. <laughs> uh, yeah, which man, God, and then they're—that's—that's <laughs> that's what's wrong with this family—is they're all English. They fucking moved to the New World from England. From yeah. England, yeah. Bringing your English stank over here. Yeah, it's their fault. Yet 
filthy, terrible Brits. Hang on, hang on. Everyone else shut up. A seven-year-old who is crazy wants to tell me something. What? Support the Brexit, me dad. <laughs> okay, I will support. The, I will support the Brexit. Poor Brexit. <laughs> the so they are now apparently just by saying this, convincing both of the parents that yes, indeed, Thomason is a witch. Well, definitely. See, they fell prey to the rule that if anyone says anyone else is a witch, it must be true. Yeah, and then fucking. <laughs> so they. Do this by when they're trying to say a prayer over Caleb. They're like, "Oh, I can't, I can't say the prayer. Yeah, I've forgotten it. Thomason's, she's mucked with my head. I can't remember the Lord's prayer. Oh, golly gee!" I'm, I'm sort of willing to believe that the two kids actually are possessed by the devil, like the two twins. Like, who knows, right? Because this. Movie's- oh no, I 100 know because after that they like go uh, completely stiff, and they're like, "Oh no, they've passed out." But then as soon as, like, the dad confronts the daughter and is like, tell me if you're a witch. Don't tell me nothing. If you're a witch, you got to tell me. That's the rules. Look, I want to buy some drugs. But if you're if you're a witch, you have to tell me. Okay. <laughs> Are you Holden? Is Holden Caulfield here? <laughs> <laughs> so then <laughs> Thomason's like, I'm not a witch. They're witches. The two of them, they keep talking to a black goat. And the one of them came up to me when we were by the river and said she was a witch. So fucking, if, ever, if they can play that game, so can I. By the properties of New England algebra, everyone's a witch. And so the dad walks back in and he's like, hey, you two, wake the fuck up. I've heard some very convincing ed- evidence that you two are witches. And not someone, the- someone told me you're a witch. You better not be a witch. And then he just picks up one of them. He's like, I will dash your head upon the stones. And then, of course, it makes him immediately go, ah, no, I'm just playing. Yeah. So, yes, these two kids basically just pretended to be possessed by the devil in order to blame their sister to be a witch. And this is New England in, like, the 1600s, which means they're like, oh, you know what would be a great prank? Getting my sister killed. I don't understand. It's... I still feel like the two twins might literally have some possession occurring to them because they're very good at going stiff as a board. No, no, they're just assholes. You think so? They're just. I am. Di- I'm 100. And also convinced that these twins are just the worst. Also, they were right. You can talk to the goat, and the goat talks to you. I mean, I yes. mean, that's established. Oh, by the way, in this scene where the two seven-year-olds are the biggest dicks in the world, the Caleb dies. Just oh yeah, he's dead. In what is almost definitely the best scene in the movie, he dies. And anyway, moving on. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It is it is a really cool scene. He kind of he kind of jerks up out out of his bed that he's in and says some crazy prayer. Yeah, he keeps doing basically like sexy Jesus talk and he's like, "Oh Lord, kiss me with your lips and give me that sweet hot body. I'm oh. ready to get down on my knees and start pleasing Jesus." <laughs> he's Irish, by the way. Oh. <laughs> The rest of the family's not, but I am cha chi cha chi cha chi No, okay. So so he, he comes to life long enough to say some crazy shit about Jesus, and then he dies. Yeah. And that's enough to, to send the mom into freak out town. Yeah, and so at this point... <laughs> Everyone's all crazy. Yeah, they have to put the twins and the daughter out in the barn because and, they're like, well... One of y'all is a witch. Probably so all three of you. To the barn with you. So they nail them all into the barn with the sheep and goat. Yes, which I have to go, man, if you think that 
these two kids are witches, and they have been talking to a goat who is giving them information because it's the devil. Why would you lock them into a barn with the devil? I feel like he probably needed to take some time here and build three extra little barns to keep the kids in, away from the goats and each other. Because if he's right, he's really got that whole fox-corn-goose situation happening. Where <laughs> you can't leave any of these kids alone with any of the other kids because they'll witch each other. Yeah. You, you can't do it. you got to take one kid across the... you got to leave the, the fox with the corn while you take the goose across the river because you think the goose is a witch. You leave the goose in the barn on the other side of the river. You go back, you get the fox, you dig the fox back, then you take the, co the goose out of the barn, nail the fox in there, take the goose witch out, take that back in the boat, take that over to where the corn witch is. Oh, corn witch, that's delicious. It's a New England specialty. I'll say there's no way that corn witch isn't a place in England. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Corn witch is definitely a town, but I'm sure because it's New England, it's pronounced like Cunnick. <laughs> Fucking New England, get out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Worcester. Fuck you, it's Worcester. You can eat it. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Wooster. Sure. Worcester. Whatever. Ugh. <laughs> Same thing with Gloucester. Yeah, no. There's a there's so many extra letters in there, you people. Come on. <laughs> like, you can shave part of that off. I'll give you one shortening. Yeah, it's Gloucester. That's that's as far as it goes. But uh, no, it's glu it's Gloucester. Gloucester. Sure it is. Britain. Sure. Sure. This is what sure you're sending thing. us, Britain. These are the these crazy di woods dimwits are the sort of thing we expect from England. Yeah. Get stupid woodland idiots. <laughs> That's what we get from you, England. Just feral Lutherans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. These no, are that's Puritans. what we get from Germany. That's right. These are Puritans. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, feral Lutherans just <laughs> running around the wilds with a hot plate. <laughs> just, just, just stalking <laughs> hot dish. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I keep leaving out little <laughs> these little hot dishes for them. And, you know, they'll come and eat them and... Occasionally, they'll let me get close to them, but then they'll run off. One of my kids lost an arm in a church tug-of-war once, and it turned out all the kids on the other side had gone Lutheran feral. <laughs> I can't think of any other Lutheran stereotypes. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I could probably make it like a Prairie Home Companion gag. Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. That the... episode of where Guy Noir just shreds someone behind a barn. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Guy Noir. Excuse me. <laughs> the uh, so yeah. <laughs> so what happens in the barn is fucking an actual witch shows up and does something to a goat. Is like sucking on a goat, sucking blood from a goat from a goat's teat. Yeah. The, there's a brief scene of the three kids sitting in the barn, the three surviving kids, and Thomason looks around to the twins and she's just like, "Hey, is it true? Are you guys witches?" And then cut. And then next next shot is them sitting in a barn and oh my gosh, a creepy naked witch. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> I love that shot. She, I'm real pleased with myself. Yeah, she spins around and she is the happiest old lady, naked old lady you're ever going to see in a barn. And believe me, I have seen so many happy naked old ladies. She just spins around with like the most like nah smile, like fucking, <laughs> like fucking Alexander Hamilton on the ten. That's how happy she is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they and then oh they, and then oh by the way cut we don't see what happens after she spins around smiling no however we do get the mom has some delusion where she thinks that her dead kids are alive and she's then gonna breastfeed this baby but it turns out like it then cuts and there's a raven like just pecking at her breast which i'll give the movie 
that was legitimately a good scene. That was creepy as hell. That was one of the good creepy scenes. It was yeah. her like smiling and laughing while a raven eats her booby. Yeah, I was like, damn, that is creepy as fuck. Yeah. Okay, good job. And then it's not even a dream sequence or nothing because it cuts to the next morning and she's got one blood booby. <laughs> yeah, just just a little patch of blood on her on nightgown. Her night pinafore frock coat. <laughs> or wimple. And uh, so, yeah, the dad has to go outside and then sees that, like, the entire barn has been blown the fuck up. Yeah, the barn's been blown to fuck down. Like, all the all the boards he put in front are just gone. There's a dead sheep on the ground. We never see the twins again. No, Presum- twins gone. Maybe they're in that shot. Maybe they they died there, like the yeah. witch got them or something. But This wasn't the biggest TV that we watched this on, but I could not see the twins in that shot at all. Yeah. And they never show up again. Yeah, which is officially when the movie gets good. Yeah, so then... Uh, Dad gets stabbed by the black goat. Yeah, the black goat of the woods with a thousand young shows up and stabs him. Yeah, Shubnigaroth shows up and is like, well, it's time to stab this Puritan. (laughs) That is is so Shubnigaroth. Oh my god, that's so Shubnigaroth coming to the Disney Channel. Oh, that's going to be a great new (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. That's so Shubnigaroth. So so yeah, we get a shot of him like like gravelly barking at the daughter. Uh, if you're a witch, you have to tell me you're a witch. Blah, 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 blah. And then he just goes flying sideways out of the frame because a goat got him. And then the goat gets him again real good. Just yeah, ki- the goat gores him with the horn. And then just kills him with a quick old headbutt that makes him fall into the wood pile and he gets buried in wood. And that's the end of him. Yep. And then uh, the mom comes out and is like, Oh, Thomason, you've you've killed everyone. I'm going to kill you. And she starts trying to like, stab her no throat uh strangler and then thomason defends herself with a like little cutting implement she has a a cutty i think it's the sheep shears and then uh ends up cutting her face first which means that like while she's getting strangled she gets blood from her mom all over her so so good scene there she gets bloody all up and then she straight up just stabs the mom to death. Yeah, stabs the mom to death. But it is a life or death situation. She's getting strangled real bad. Oh, yeah. She is definitely self-defense here. She's getting a Bart Simpson. <laughs> Man, that is that has been going on for 25 years. And in, for 25 years, it's been a show where the dad straight up strangles his son. Yeah. And, and that never shows up in the national conversation about it. In fact, the only conversation left about The Simpsons is it isn't as good as season eight. Now... I'd like to have a conversation about strangling Bart Simpson. <laughs> Is strangling Bart Simpson right for you? Ask your doctor. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So now everyone but Thomason is dead or missing. Yeah. And uh, so she turns to the only thing she can turn to, very that black goat. S- yeah. She starts by very slowly undressing for a long time, but she does keep some of her clothes on. Yeah, she's got that, like, night shift. Yeah, so she takes off, like, her outer coat and her inner coat and her, her pinafore and her smock and her and her slip and then her truss. She gets gets through her training bra and then her regular bra and then her third bra. Has that corset. She has some of them garnet, garset, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, what, what is it, garnets? Is that right? I don't know, no, man. No, that's what, what, jewels, isn't it? What the fuck am I thinking of? What's the what's the outfit, the the underwear part that's it's super sexy? Uh, Garters. The, garter, thank you. The thing that's supposed to hold up your stockings. Jeez. And nowadays all it does is look good. Yeah. It's like that's all it's for anymore. Uh anyway, so garters and all that crap, and then she's just wearing her, her gross silk smocky thing. Yep. Cotton and then smock. Goes she, to talk to the goat. Yep. She's like, Hey goat, uh if you can actually like talk, go ahead and talk to me, because I got no one else. And I love this conversation, because the goat's like, what do you want? 
And unfortunately, in, in probably the worst decision that the filmmakers made in the course of the movie, it's not a CGI goat that sits up backwards and starts like waving a cigar around like, like W.C. Fields. All right, let me tell you what I can give you. Yeah, if the goat had pulled off a George Burns at this point, that just <laughs> turned into, oh, goat, you devil. Just, just <laughs> it's possible. Hey, I don't really care for children. All right. Well, uh, I made it big on vaudeville, and look at me now. <laughs> I'm a goat in the Puritan times or whatever. Ah, well, what do you want, little girl? Huh? You want some cheese? Just starts offering him shit that, or offering her you shit that only. You want the taste of butter? Yeah. That's, uh, no, not even like the stuff he actually offers her in the movie. I just want him to offer her old George Burns man, like Hollywood shit. Just, eh, what do you want, kid? You want a three-picture deal? Hey, you, you want to go to a pool party at Grace Kelly's? <laughs> you want to go to a Jewish deli and eat all their soft meats? <laughs> uh, so she makes a deal with the devil. But do we need to talk about the things that the devil actually offers her because they Which are stupid? The taste of butter. Yeah, so he offers her cheese, the taste of butter, to live a delicious life. Mm. It actually says, would you like to live a delicious life? And she's like, mm-hmm, yes, I would. Ah, uh, then join me would and you? hostess fruit pies. <laughs> and then the Hulk shows up and saves the day <laughs> with the great taste of hostess fruit pies. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Hulk M. rolled devil goat up in carpet made of grass. <laughs> oh, Hulk, how could I resist your strength in these fruity, delicious, flaky crusts? <laughs> Hulk no know how to resist crusts, and Hulk strongest there is. Hostess fruit pies are strongest flavor there is. Oh God! So, so the go- no, go- one last thing he says: Would you like to see the world? Yeah. Which I was like, okay. I was like, that's a good offer. Except that all we've established so far is that these these witches pretty much hang around right here and hang out naked in these woods. Which we also find out more because she's like, yeah, sure. That sounds like a great deal to me. Where do I sign? And then she walks into the woods like... Well, gets- you're, mi- you're missing the fact that there's a brief shot of like an actual devil man. Well, yeah. There's because- a guy in like... A black cloak behind her. Yeah, and he puts a black hand on her on her uh, like shoulder, and he makes her get naked. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, if you want to live a delicious life, then take off your shift. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah, all sure. The, all the you know what? I've had that kind of day. <laughs> and then she walks naked into the woods and finds a campfire of a ton of other witches just reveling, Witch, just witching around. It's it's. <laughs> Just getting their witch on, you know. It's, it's freaking Lilith Fair out there. <laughs> How they didn't hear this before now, I do not know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we get a shot of this 15-year-old girl walking naked through the swamplands. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, they hold themselves to just showing us her butt over and over again. Yeah. And uh, then she finds some witches just just flailing around and, and doing that harpy cackle that, that witches do. And then she's like, yeah, this. I'm glad I signed up for this. The other witches never notice her. They just, they just, they float off. They float off. They they start floating and then they float off and then she starts floating. And, and that that's it. And the whole thing in this movie, this, this is driving me nuts. If your if your main character is a fifteen year old girl, let's not have her get naked because <laughs> because number one, ew, and number two, it means that for the rest of the movie, the only shots they can show are her from like the top of the like shoulders up. Yep. Which means you can't it's a great excuse for them to show some unbelievably fakey fly animation where the background behind her just starts going down. Oh yeah. You're like, "Man, you basically just put a camera in front of her and then like put her on a cherry picker and went yeah. I'm not making a call for 15-year-old girl boobs. I do not need that. Not in my life. 
But if she hadn't been naked, then we could have seen some really cool effect shots of her flying away at this point. Instead of that friggin' Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Great Glass Elevator Launch background scene happening behind her. <laughs> uh. That would have been great if she was flying over England in that sequence. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway. Yeah, and then the devil shows up and is like, don't forget what happened to the girl who got everything she ever wanted. She lived happily ever after. She had a delicious life. And then they fly around and then... Uh, <laughs> They they chase after the bullies that were chasing her, and then they decide to go up to the the uh, moon elevator or the moon hotel that that uh, Willy Wonka also owns, and it's it's he- held by a bunch of vermicious canids. And then they go to the restaurant at the end of the universe. Uh, Millie ways, yeah. <laughs> they go to the restaurant at the end of the universe. And the, yeah. yeah, no, this is, I have I have now combined this with four movies. <laughs> So yeah, that's that is it. That's the end of the movie. Is she becomes a witch and starts floating off into the distance, and then we get a good twenty seconds of black before the credits start, it, to the point where we had a, a conversation about okay, take your time, movie. You, you I know you no, think let it's, us savor this. Let's savor this black. Just keep showing it. We had enough time to have a full session of jokes before they let the credits roll. <laughs> there was a little too much atmosphere. Yeah, that is okay. Well, let's get to our <laughs> best and worst on this one. Favorite thing in the movie for you, Jeff? Uh, the death scene of uh, Caleb. Okay. It, it appeared, it, It's it, everyone was shrieking in their ridiculous accents constantly. The energy was super high. Uh, you could tell how they did the, the very minor special effect of him sort of jerking out of bed and levitating at a half angle because you can't see his hands. So you yeah. know there's just stage hands holding him up. Uh-huh. But it's it's very impressively done. For like a 12-year-old boy, he does an amazing job in this sequence of doing a convincing, creepy death scene. Yeah, no, I'll give him that. For a kid, that was definitely well done. Yeah, it, he's pretty much a solid character. Him and Thomason both do fine acting throughout the course of the movie. The two kids are great. Uh, the other rest, the rest of the kids, especially that baby, terrible actors. God, that baby. Oh, the worst. Just, just the worst. I, I really was hoping. God, the, didn't the, even get his lines right. From the moment I laid eyes on this baby, I was like, man, I sure hope some witch grounds this kid up into paste and. <laughs> Wears him like body paint just is black. Turns that child into chunky salsa and rubs it all over herself. Just just like, turns him into latex body paint and wears him to Burning Man. That's what I'm hoping for here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Thomason and uh, Caleb's acting is great. And in particular, to call out any one scene, I'd say the death scene of Caleb. It's very well shot. Very creepy. Good. So okay. there you go. What's your favorite thing in this movie? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and the scene that I had called out, the one where the mother... Thinks that she's breastfeeding and it's the like raven pecking at her. That was really well done. It was a uh, one of those scenes that you definitely find in a different type of horror movie. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they hadn't done anything like that so far in the film made it a little more jarring. And the other thing is that this movie is not afraid to linger on the creepy shots. Oh, yeah. It just sat there and was like, nope, you're going to watch this happen for a good, like, 10 seconds. You're going to see at least 12 pecks from this crow into that boob. Yeah. Just over and over, to the point where my girlfriend who was watching with us finally went, ah, uh, that, that's making me boob uncomfortable, <laughs> which is which is exactly right. It's, it's long enough to make you feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And so that scene, I was like, good, good job, you did it. Yeah, so, okay, great. Two scenes in particular called out as well done. Both of them creepy death scenes. Neither of them long atmospheric shots of a forest. No, neither one of them really leaning heavily as, like, using a crutch upon some violin screeching. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Worst thing in the movie for you. Well, I just said what it was for me. It was definitely the, uh, I mean, 
I could probably call out the fact that every though the twins is just terrible, like completely unintelligible little shits who just don't make sense. But uh, no, I'm gonna say the constant use of just long footage of the woods. Granted, it is it is cool and atmospheric, but it was the point where 20 minutes into the movie, I was already just making fun of it, and I was like, "How much longer are we gonna watch these friggin' forest trees?" Huh. I can't even see the forest for these trees. Indeed. Yeah. What about you? Uh I'm gonna go with the the thing for me is there wasn't any like I don't know how to put this like there wasn't a reason for the witch to really be doing anything. I also, I'm not even sure if it was one witch or several witches that were doing this. Well, I mean, unless you really wanted to spend some time examining that old lady's butt marks to see if there's like, if that's the same naked old lady in two scenes or not. But even then, is the young witch that we see the same witch, like transmogrified younger by using like baby goo? Baby goo? Probably, and that's that's why the twins are gone in that scene, because she gets them and uses them to make more like twin goo, and then she turns young again, and there she is dancing with the other witches at Witch Lilith Fair. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we just keep seeing the same witch and she keeps getting older and younger and older and younger. That sounds like a delicious life to me. <laughs> Super delicious. And the taste of butter? Get out of here. Oh, man. That taste of butter? No way. Yeah. You can have my soul. <laughs> For a little taste of butter. <laughs> I can't believe it's not a taste of butter. So, <laughs> that, but that's my thing, is there's no, like, oh, they, like, trespassed into the witch's whatever and now she's getting revenge or... Oh, she specifically needs whatever from them. It's just like, oh, yeah, there's just some asshole lady that lives in these woods and is killing people. Well, and it also, it always calls to mind for me that there's that joke in one of the Lord of the Rings movies where they're all walk. I think it's in the book, too, where they're all walking through the swamp and one of the hobbits says, hey, what do these freaking freaking mosquitoes eat when they can't get hobbit? <laughs> and to well, me, that's that calls out the question of this movie. What are all these witches doing out here other than waiting for way too Puritan Puritans to move out here in spite? Well, obviously, they're seeing the world. <laughs> and, oh, someone moved into our territory. Let's get back there and dance around a fire and witch it up a little bit. And the- yeah, I don't, like... I mean, I understand it's from folktales, and, and in folktales, villain motivation never makes any sense. No, it's... But in modern horror films, you pretty much always do. You have something that you're like, oh, this is the reason why this happens. This is sort of an idea of why you would be... Like, how you can fight this. I think I get where you're going. Basically, it would make more sense if the witch, for example, needed to scare all these Puritans away so they couldn't find her diamond mine. Yeah, exactly. And, and then the real problem is when Scooby-Doo and his gang shows up. Right. And then they're like, jinkies. Yeah. We oh, found like, the witch. We found the witch, and she's like a young, hot witch. But when we pull off her mask, oh, she's a gross old witch. And then we pull off that mask, and it's old man Jenkins. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that would make a way better movie. I'm just saying, there, was, there wasn't really a plot here is my problem. Like, there was a lot of atmospheric shots and some weird tension with the family, but there wasn't really, a, like, an actual antagonist well, to play against. It was just, ah, some stuff's happening. Well, yeah, I mean, the antagonists are, are the family. The family are each other's antagonists. The witches are out in the woods witching it up, like for real, but the family is like... Witching for real, I'm, man. I'm the most Christian Christian that ever... I stole your mother's silver cup and I took I took it and I'd do it again and I'd blame you. And you're just like, oh, okay, Well, so you're the dick in this movie? I, I am the dick in this movie. Uh, uh, the piano has been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So that that was me. I there was nothing to hook me into this film because I never felt like, oh, here's something that they're fighting against or here's a reason for me to give a shit about them. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing really got me invested, I fair, would say. Fair enough. I mean, there were some really cool shots. There, the atmosphere was kind of neat. I, I appreciated the attention to detail. The whole, this is very much, you know, the, the accents are dead on. Everything seems right. And uh, it's just, there wasn't, I don't know, there's something missing. It just felt flat for me, though. Yeah, it felt flat. I don't know why. So let's go ahead and give our ratings out of five for each of us. I'm going to give this one a three uh, because it's it's middle-of-the-road average. I was bored for huge chunks of it, but on the other hand, some of the scenes were effectively scary. All right. So uh, I'm going to give it a three, which is a really high rating for me for any for a horror movie. Yeah, you don't like horror movies. I so. don't care for horror movies. This one had some scenes I actually liked. Good. And especially because it wasn't a sci-fi horror. Well, I mean, witches could... No, they're not. They're fantasy. Normally, the only sco- the horror movies that I care about are, are sci-fi or alien invasions. Yeah. And this this is getting a high rating from me, uh, considering how yes. mean I've been to it for a long time. Indeed. And you? Uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5. It was nothing special. It barely kept my attention. Uh, how many of that 2.5 is this was not a found footage horror movie? Like a lot. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we, okay, so already up on the site is my review of The House's October Built, mm-hmm. and we tried to watch that first, got five minutes into it, and just went, nope. Oh, man, I was already so invested in whatever bejeweled clone was on my phone, I don't think I was going to look up. Yeah, I, I was like, hey, Jeff, I just wanted you to know that uh, this is a found footage horror movie about some idiots looking at uh, like haunted houses. And I was like, well, I'll be dialed out till it's over then, because I couldn't be forced to care about a found footage horror movie. <laughs> so yeah, so we switched to The Vich. And uh, oddly enough, both of them are getting a 2.5 from me. Well, good for you. <laughs> this one gets a 3 from me. This Vich was willing to Vosh invite my windows, and uh, I was okay with it for the most part. Yeah, so there you go. A... Five and a half. So right. not the worst we've given, but probably a, not the best. A little above average. I think I was. I think I also am giving it a two point five because I'm very disappointed. I was expecting so much out of this. Fair enough. This movie I, had a lot of hype. Oh yeah, there was so much hype behind this, and then watching it, I'm like, I'm so bored, and I do not care. I wish it had been season of the witch. <laughs> any or, of the seasons of the witch, or just any witch movie, any witch movie called the witch. I'd rather watch Little Witches. I'd, I'd rather watch The Witches. Oh yeah, I'd way rather watch The Witches. Man, Angelica Houston peeling off her face. Dude, that is the best. Kid gets turned into a mouse, and I'm pretty sure one of the mouse kids gets straight up killed as a mouse. Yeah. Man, sign me up. Yeah, that that shit is amazing. Right, yeah. So, just about any uh, escape from or to Witch Mountain. (laughs) Escape with Witch Mountain. Also, didn't we agree at the beginning of this movie that any of these movies would be improved if instead of having witches in them, they had sandwiches in them? Yeah. Every time we read a description for any movie about a witch, I was like, okay, but now make it Sandwich. Yeah. The Escape to Sandwich Mountain. Man, that sounds amazing. Two kids have to return to Sandwich Mountain after they discover a secret government thing there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Three. (laughs) Bette Midler plays a sexy sandwich who returns from Victorian times. How could you go wrong? How could you possibly go wrong? Yeah. So there you go. There was our spooktacular Horrortoberfest review. 
You can also vote for the in theaters now horror movie that we'll go see. And uh, well, they could if we had put that poll up. Uh, man, why ain't you put that poll up? How, how come you haven't? Movies are your thing. I know. Horrortoberfest is your thing. It's true, but I have also been very busy. <laughs> Fair enough. I will show you how as soon as we're done recording. So busy. All right. And then uh, when we've got that up, you can go vote for what you want us to go see. It will only be horror movies this yeah, time. Yeah, there's not as, not going to be as many options as normal, but that doesn't really matter given that at least like out of the ten options we put on there, seven of them are crap no one cares about. <laughs> that happens every time. Yeah. There's always like 15 movies at the bottom of the list, and they always get like one vote each. I think those one votes that are spread around are just people who have one thing they want us to watch, and they don't want to risk poisoning the well on the other votes they can take. Yeah, they're like, well, I'm just going to vote for these crap ones that no one else is voting for. Yeah, so it's always like, uh, I want them to definitely see friggin' Bridget Jones's baby, but then also, I don't know, Money Monster? <laughs> the Curious Tale of the Ocean that went to school? Okay, that sounds like something no one will vote for. All yes. All right, that sounds like some garbage. Here we go. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and do that. And, uh, of course, you can, if you want to suggest movies or especially suggest for the Horrortoberfest, since i got to watch 31 movies this month, go ahead uh, and give me some suggestions. House's October Built was uh, from Devlin Turbo Farmer. Was it worth it? Was Devil's t- Devil Turbo, Far- Turbo Farmer's recommendation good? I didn't see it, and I won't. I gave it a two and a half. Fuck. Yeah. All right, then. Yeah, it was way better than I thought it would be. Not very good, but still better than I thought it would be. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we've got uh, any suggestions you want to give for the horror movies, go ahead and give that. You can get us Twitter at System Mastery or System Mastery at Gmail or leave a comment uh, on the Facebook. I'll find you, and when I'm doing it, I actually write things down so it doesn't get lost, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm very busy. Yeah, you're very busy. <laughs> so... <laughs> Go ahead and give me any of your suggestions, and of course you can listen to our other podcasts, the System Mastery or Afterthought podcasts, and you can support us on Patreon. We are System Mastery on Patreon. You can give us some dollars if you like what we do. Give us some dollars if you don't like what we do. I don't care. Give me your goddamn money. Well, if you've seen all those people now, we've gotten comments on both Twitter and Facebook who from people who have seen our next Patreon goal, which is that we will review Fatal, the, uh, the role-playing game. And they're like, well, what's the Patreon goal to make it so that you don't? Yeah, we'll start a competing Patreon, and <laughs> if you support that one, it counts as negative dollars. <laughs> It'll stop us from getting to watch Fatal. Yeah. All, or review all, it. Review Fatal. It's not a movie, sadly. All dollars on the other Patreon are negative dollars towards the goal. I understand. People are being very nice to us. They're trying to save us from a horrible fate. But that's okay. We already have a horrible fate. It's too late for us. <laughs> Just go on without us. <laughs> Leave us be. All right. So, yep. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back in a couple weeks with another Movie Mastery, this one in theaters. Until then, you can read my reviews every day on the site, systemmasterypodcast.com for Horrortoberfest. But if all you're doing is listening, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm, I don't feel bad that you don't want to support my writings. But we will see you in a couple weeks. But until then, have a spooky time. Oh, shoot. Should we have given this movie, like, creepy, spooky reviews instead of our numbers? No. No? Okay. Fair enough. I'm not giving this, like, pumpkins or something. (laughs) It gets two and a half. 
Uh, Pumpkin pies that are haunted. <laughs> this guy gets spooky reviews, but it's shit from October that is not creepy. Yeah, this gets two and a half cornucopias. Four out of ten candy corns. <laughs> it gets two out of five boxes of temporary tattoos from the house that doesn't give out candy. <laughs> this gets one toothbrush that you are so sad to get. <laughs> Your parents are going to make you throw it away anyway. Uh, that family wasted money. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. I was working late on my half Torah when I heard a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it up and to my surprise, there was a werewolf standing there with glowing gold eyes. He said, tomorrow, my son, you will be a man. But tonight's the time to join the wolfing clan. Tomorrow, you will stand at the beamer and pray. That was great, Trey, okay? It's over. That's a wrap.